Amen. If you have your Bibles, would you open up to the book of Mark, chapter 8? Mark, chapter 8, we're going to begin with reading verses 1 to 8. In those days, the multitude being very great and having nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their own houses, they will faint on the way. For some of them have come from afar. Then his disciples answered him, How can one satisfy these people with bread here in the wilderness? He asked them, How many loaves do you have? And they said, Seven. So he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground, and he took the seven loaves and gave thanks, broke them, and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And they set them before the multitude. They also had a few small fish. And having blessed them, he said to set them also before them. So they ate and were filled, and they took up seven large baskets of leftover fragments. And I want to begin tonight by saying that miraculous things happen when things fall into the hands of Jesus. Miraculous things happen when people fall into the hands of Jesus. When bread gets into the hands of Jesus, when a few small fish get into the hands of Jesus. I hope you would agree with me tonight that there is no better place for us than in the hands of Jesus. There is no more fruitful place for us than in the hands of Jesus. The message reads, At about this same time, he again found himself with a hungry crowd on his hands. He called his disciples together and said, This crowd is breaking my heart. They have stuck with me for three days, and now they have nothing to eat. If I send them home hungry, they'll faint along the way. Some of them have come a long distance. His disciples responded, What do you expect us to do about it? Buy food out here in the desert? He asked, How much bread do you have? Seven loaves, they said. So Jesus told the crowd to sit down on the ground. After giving thanks, he took the seven bread loaves, broke them into pieces, and gave them to his disciples so they could hand them out to the crowd. They also had a few fish. He pronounced the blessing over the fish and told his disciples to hand them out as well. The crowd ate its fill. Seven sacks left over were collected. There were well over 4,000 at the meal. Number one tonight, let him take you in his hands. Miraculous things happen when things fall into the hands of Jesus. Miraculous things happen when people fall into the hands of Jesus. The truth tonight is we aren't much until we get into the hands of Jesus. We aren't enough until we fall into the hands of Jesus. 
until we let him take who we are in his hands. We will never be what we could be unless we get into the hands of Jesus. You see, we look at the impossibility of what is set before us, and in this case, it's feeding a multitude. And there's no bakery in sight. There's no grocery store. Here we are in a wilderness, no less. And the truth tonight is that without Jesus, it's absolutely impossible. Without Jesus, it's just seven loaves and a few fish. Without Jesus, that's all we have. Without Jesus, that's all, all we are. But Jesus is calling all of us to greater things than we perceive or believe. He wants to use every one of us in a greater measure than we deem possible. But we need his touch. Because without his touch, it's just seven loaves and a few fish. And so we must come to the point in our, our life where we make a decision to let him take us in his hands. He wants to use every one of us in a greater measure than we deem possible, but what has to happen first is we have to surrender. We have to totally abandon ourselves unto him and his purpose and his plan and his will, completely submitted, completely yielded. Only fools try and feed a multitude with seven loaves and two fish or a few fish without the hands of Jesus. And so we too realize that without him, we're bankrupt. Without him, we don't have enough. Without him, it's impossible. But with him, all things are possible. And so we choose to let him take us in his hands. Number two tonight, let him break you. What Jesus wants to do with us and how he wants to use us requires brokenness. It's as plain as that. And so we not only let him take us into his hands, but we let him break us. Oswald Chambers, I've shared this before. If through a broken heart, God can bring his purposes to pass in the world, then thank him for breaking yours. Or Bob Pierce, the founder of World Vision, he said, let my heart be broken by the things that break the heart of God. Lord, break me for what breaks you. And we read Mark 8, verses 1 to 3, Jesus called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued with me these three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their own houses, they will faint on the way. For some of them have come from afar. The message, he called his disciples together and said, This crowd is breaking my heart. They have stuck with me for three days, and now they have nothing to eat. If I send them home hungry, they'll faint along the way. Some of them have come a long distance. And the Passion Translation reads, My heart goes out to this crowd. I'm concerned. 
If we are truly surrendered, we will give our lives over to the hands of Jesus and we will let him break us for whatever he needs us for. Just completely surrendered. Just like bread in his hands, completely surrendered. No agenda, but his agenda. No desire, but his desire. No plan with his plan. No conditions. You see, this isn't about telling Jesus what we want him to break us for. We must long for brokenness, and here too, it's our recognition that we are nothing without him. Charles Stanley said these words, brokenness is God's requirement for maximum usefulness. And that's why God can't use some because they're not broken. They want to get into his hands. They want his hands. They want his touch. They want the miracle provision. They want the multiplication, but they don't want the brokenness. But it's part of how he works. It's part of his plan. Leonard Ravenhill, most Christians pray to be blessed. Few pray to be broken. When's the last time... We fell into the hands of Jesus and prayed, Lord, break us. We're nothing without you. Break the pride out of us. Break down the walls that we set up, the borders, the limits, the boundaries. And God, break us for whatever breaks you. No conditions. Let him take you in his hands and let him break you. Number three tonight, let him feed you out. The multiplication happened as the broken bread was set before them and as it was being handed out. And I'd like to say tonight that so often we want to see the multiplication before we are set out and before we're fed out. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. What Jesus did with bread, he can do with us. He takes us in his hands, he breaks us for what he desires, and he sets us out. He feeds us out accordingly. There's no greater way of life, and there is no greater way of fulfillment. I couldn't help but think about Elijah and the widow and Zarephath. There was nothing left. A handful of flour and a little oil about to make one last meal for her and her son, and then die. Elijah calls her to make him a cake, and then for her and her son. And she surrenders and she puts her life and her son's life in his hands. Such brokenness. And then we read 1 Kings 17, 13 to 16. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. It says, 1 Kings 17, 13 to 16. And Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go and do as you have said. And make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterward, make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, The bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. And so she went away and did according to the word of Elijah 
and she and her household ate for many days. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. In his hands, broken, and look at the miracle provision. Look at the multiplication. You see, I want to say tonight that while the world is preaching wholeness and holistic approach, the Bible is still preaching brokenness because brokenness is the only way to wholeness. It's the only way to fulfillment. It's the only way to kingdom purpose. And so we fall into his hands and we ask that he would break us and that he would feed us out as he so desires. Back to the seven loaves. You know, what good would it have done if the broken bread had never been handed out? We might be comfortable in our brokenness, but I want to say tonight that Jesus wants to take us past our comfort and feed us out. We might be comfortable falling into his hands and comfortable with the brokenness that we have, but he wants to take us out of our comfort zone. He wants to take us past our comfort, and he wants to feed us out. He wants to set us out. Lord, I'm still not enough. <laughs> you know, the Lord loves multiplying that which is broken. The Lord loves multiplying the believer that is broken as he takes and breaks the willingly surrendered. He sees more than enough to feed a multitude. Lord, will it be enough? Well, Mark 8, verse 8, it says, So they ate and were filled. And they took up seven large baskets of leftover fragments. On a Saturday night, we can trust Jesus with the little we are. Number four tonight, don't despise the few small fish. Just a few fish, a few small fish. Like Jesus, we need to take the fish and we must give thanks for the few small fish. And we must bless the few small fish. Zechariah 4.10, for who has despised the day of small beginnings? And the message reads, does anyone dare despise this day of small beginnings? You know what Jesus can do with a few small fish is nothing short of miraculous. And this is speaking way beyond what I'm saying tonight. He is not restrained to save by many or by few. He is not troubled by just a few small fish. I think sometimes we are too quickly troubled by just a few small fish. We look at a few small fish and, and we despise them. How's this going to do any good? Impossible. You know, however this applies tonight, let's give thanks for the few small fish and bless them. Number five, Jesus isn't looking for a bakery. Mark 8, verse 4, Then his disciples answered him, How can one satisfy these people with bread here in the wilderness? 
The message, his disciples responded, what do you expect us to do about it? Buy food out here in the desert? In the Passion Translation, his disciples replied, but could anyone possibly get enough food to satisfy a crowd this size out here in this isolated place? You know, is there a wilderness or is there a desert or an isolated place that Jesus is wanting to use us? Are we looking at the impossibility? Are we confessing the impossibility? Are we off looking for another means of provision? Are we looking at what isn't around? Are we focused on what isn't around when Jesus is looking to us and asking us, what do you have? The disciples said, what do you expect us to do? It's impossible. And Jesus just said, what do you have? And I feel the Spirit would ask tonight, what do you have? Leonard Ravenhill said these words, if God were to commission angels to serve him down here, heaven would be empty of angels in five minutes. But God wants men. He wants obedient men, broken men, weeping men, resolute men, men strong in courage, men strong in will, men of ability, men of durability. Mark 8, verses 5 to 7. He asked them, how many loaves do you have? And they said, seven. And so he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves and gave thanks, and he broke them and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And they set them before the multitude. They also had a few small fish. And having blessed them, he said, to set them also before them. You know, I love that Jesus wasn't looking for more than seven loaves and a few small fish. I love that Jesus didn't respond, oh, that's all. He said, what do you have? And they said, seven loaves. I don't know if you ever feel like that. But Jesus is like, what do you got? Seven loaves. Now, seven loaves is great if you're feeding seven people. It's not so great if you're feeding over 4,000. A few fish is great if you're feeding a few friends. But it's not great if you're feeding 4,000. See, Jesus is calling us to things that are way beyond ourselves. But too often we're despising what we have. We're looking at what we have and we're going, this is impossible. And we're looking for another means of provision. We're... We're off looking for a bakery. Jesus said he needs bread. I've got to go find a bakery. And he's saying, no, what do you have? What can you give? What can you offer? What will you place in my hands? What will you let me break? What will you let me set out and send out and feed out? I think of the poor widow. Luke 21, verses 1 to 4, and he looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury. And he saw also a certain poor widow putting in two mites. 
So he said, truly I say to you that this poor widow is put in more than all. For all these out of their abundance have put in offerings for God, but she out of her poverty put in all the livelihood that she had. The J.B. Phillips New Testament, she in her poverty has given away her whole living. You see, it's enough if it's everything. It's enough if it's everything. If all we have is seven loaves and a few fish, and we give it over to Jesus, if it's, if it's everything, it's enough. You see, Jesus is never discouraged or set back by what we see as insignificant and small. As long as it's all surrendered to him and all given over to his hands. I want to say tonight, don't give him six loaves and one fish. Give him everything. I love that they didn't say, well, we got seven loaves, a few fish here, God, but we know you can, you can work a miracle with one, so we'll just give you one. And we'll keep this for later down the road, and we're hungry. See, Jesus said, what do you have? And they said, this is what we have. It was everything they had. It's enough if it's everything. If it's everything, it's enough. Don't give the Lord, and maybe someone needs to hear this tonight, don't give Jesus six loaves and you have seven. And don't give Jesus one fish when you have a few. Don't hold back. And I think there are a lot of people, if we're completely honest, that's exactly how they're dealing with Jesus. I mean, he's a miracle-working God. He can do all things. And so we just lay it all on him. Let's just surrender it all to him. We know the story of how God called Moses and fed him out to Egypt. Exodus 3 verse 11 reads, But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? I mean, what a multitude in a wilderness he was set before. Lord, I just got seven loaves and a few fish. And then we read verses 10 to 17 of Exodus 4. It says, Then Moses said to the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. So the Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouth? Or who makes the mute, the deaf, the seeing, or the blind? Have I not the Lord? Now, therefore, go, and I will be with your mouth. I mean, that should be enough, shouldn't it? And teach you what you shall say. But he said, O oh my Lord, please send by the hand of whoever else you may send. So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, Is not Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well. And look, he is also coming out to meet you. When he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. Now you shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth. And I will be with your mouth and with his mouth, and I will teach you what you shall do. So he shall be your spokesperson to the people, and he himself shall be as a mouth for you. And you shall be to him as God. And you shall take this rod in your hand, which you shall do the signs with. I read that tonight to say this. We can learn from this. Moses was enough for the Lord. His mouth was enough 
It's enough if it's everything. You see, Jesus isn't looking for a bakery. He's asking us, what do you have? Jesus isn't looking for somebody else. He's asking you, what do you have? Number six, what Jesus is blessed He is asking you to hand out. And I trust we can hear this tonight. I simply want to say unto this point, we only hand out what Jesus is blessed. We only hand out what Jesus has blessed. We don't distribute and feed out what he hasn't blessed. We are responsible and accountable for what it is we are handing out. Let's make sure it's what Jesus is blessed. We can have the worship team return tonight. I guess if we want to complete this tonight, we need a number seven, right? Some of you are into numbers, got that. Words of Greg Johnson, I'm sure they're his words. I saw it in this little coloring, one of the Christ City coloring books, and I loved it, and it applied. And so here's what it was, and here's what it said. If we allow Jesus to do with us what he does with bread, we will know him better. And how true that is. You see, we don't know him because we won't let him take us in his hands. And then we don't know him because we won't let him break us. Or if we get to that point, we don't go any further with him because we won't let him, we won't let him feed us out and, and set us out as he desires. You see, his desire is that he would take us in his hands, he would break us, he would bless us, he would give thanks for us, and he would feed us out. That we could be a blessing. We've got to go further with him. There's no better place for us than in the hands of Jesus. No more fruitful place for us. Miraculous things happen when people fall into the hands of Jesus. I just want to say tonight, let him do with us what he does with bread. We'll know him better. We'll have a greater relationship with him, a deeper relationship with him, a closer walk with him. And here it is tonight. Maybe we're here and we haven't let him take us in his hands. Or maybe we've only offered him part of what we have. We've never really surrendered everything. We've given him one loaf or two or three or four or five or six. but he's looking for seven. Or maybe we've only handed him one fish. Maybe we're here tonight and and we know we're not broken. Maybe there's pride in us, reluctance in us, walls, all these things that we need Jesus to break out of us. Or we're here tonight and we're not broken. We know that our heart isn't broken for the things that break his heart. Or we're telling Jesus, we're saying, I only want to be broken for certain things because those other things, that's too rough. And so I'm good with brokenness. I'm good with your heart as long as it's this. 
People that try and make that deal with Jesus don't get used. Maybe we're comfortable, but he wants to feed us out. Maybe we're troubled by the few small fish, and that can speak to so many things tonight. Just a few small fish. But God is not restricted to save by many or by few. Jesus wants to use us as provision. Can you receive that tonight, that Jesus wants to use you as provision? He wants to feed you out into the wilderness. He wants to feed you out into the world. He wants to set us out into the world. And he's saying, you can trust me, just let me have you. Let me have everything. Let me break you. Let me bless you. Let me give thanks for you and let me feed you out. And there will be more than enough. You will be enough. I don't know what God's calling you to. I don't know what kind of dream you have, what kind of word on your life, but you will be enough if you give him everything. If you hold back, you will not be enough. Remember to hand out only what he has blessed. And I think that, you know, we could even mention just doctrine nowadays and, and proper Christianity that we need to hand out only what Jesus has blessed. Let's be real tonight. A lot of things are being handed out today that Jesus hasn't blessed. And the last thing, it's time to know him better. Receive the word tonight, amen. Let's stand. I'm just going to sing this song and then we'll close in prayer. And have a time of fellowship. Thank you, Jesus.